0: Hey guys, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this AL East preview edition of the Bullpen Cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Greg Piatelli previewing the American League East. We go through every team. We rank them. We go through key acquisitions, key losses, all that good stuff. It was a ton of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. It is episode 200 of the bullpen card, so I just wanted to take a second. Thank you all for supporting us through all of this. I know we celebrated our three-year anniversary last week. Episode 200 came now. That is why there was no weekend recap this past weekend. I wanted to save episode 200 for the AL East with Greg because, as has been tradition, we've kicked off every year with it, so... Thought it was only appropriate to have Greg on for episode 200. So I appreciate you guys understanding. Enjoy this episode. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the podcast. Search The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Leave a review. We'll give you a shout out. Find us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Join our Facebook group, Thunderblog Sports. The Bullpen Cart is what you need to search the episode, guys. Go Flyers, go Phillies, and I guess go Boston teams for Greg. But here we go. And we are This episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast, presented by ThunderBogSports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G Man, and joining me after a somewhat lengthy hiatus, fresh off a trip all the way out west, is my friend and yours, Mr. Greg Piatelli. How are you, my friend?
1: I go well here in Boston. Springtime is looming, the marathon's right down the road. March Madness before that. Uh, all is right in the hockey world. The Celtics are on the rise. Cusk rise? And cries. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is still yet to be signed, so maybe not all is right, but for the sports that are active, just about as right as it can be.
0: Yeah. How would you feel about him? Also, uh... this is the first. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to ask. How would you feel? He was, at, he was at your alma mater, and he and Edelman were screwing around. How'd you feel about that?
1: It's very random, uh, very, very random because uh, neither one of them have ties to UNC or or Syracuse, so it's confusing how they got there. But uh, I liked it, yeah. and it's not like Syracuse or UNC is good this year; they both stink.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, big names to want to go check it out. Maybe they bought the tickets at the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm picturing Edelman and Brady uh, scouring the yeah.
0: <laughs> Ticketmaster.com.
1: Uh, just checking it a, out. He's basketball uh, No, honestly, Jordy, uh, this is the first time I've been on since uh, the big trade. And uh, needless to say, I'm,
0: I'm – is it or no? Have we talked since then? No, that's the last time you run. Was the ten topics, five minutes we did the day Mookie got traded? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, crazy, Cra- yeah, crazy. Still, stuff. still in shock over here. Still in shock over here. It's still pretty uh, nuts that actually
0: happened, and it still went through even with the the retooling of the deal.
1: Yes, very, very crazy.
0: Yeah, but we are going to do the the AL East, which traditionally Greg, you and I had done first. We ended up doing the NL Central Thursday because you were on the road, um, so we're you know trying to get back into order and, and do it now. But I'm excited. It should be an interesting year in the AL East. Uh, you know, some of the the big hitters returning, some of the small fish still pretty small. Greg, as a Red Sox fan, how you feeling entering 2020?
1: God, what a loaded question. Uh... <laughs> Pass. <laughs> oh, I
0: love it. <laughs> Just excited, excited to get are you out. Fa-
1: no, honestly, Jordy. No, honestly, Jordy. It's it's frustrating because it's it's, you know, the management thinks they can still win now and still sell tickets, etc. You know, if you're going to trade a player like Mookie, and even David Price, who who is was a vital part of their pitching staff last year, at least, and and the World Series year, you know, the least they could do is go all in on a rebuild as opposed to this half-in, half-out nonsense and having all these contracts and, you know, you're supposed to hang our hats now on J.D. Martinez and, I mean, Xander Bogarts is awesome, J.D.'s awesome, Rafael Devers is awesome, Chris Sale, whatever, but, you know, it's almost like Mookie's gone. what won't this ownership group do now to to save a buck? You know, what won't they do so that, you know, we love – as a fan base, we love Devers. We love Bogarts. Are they going to be gone? You know, Martinez has one year left, or two. You know, he opted in, whatever. So it's only a matter of time until whatever the window's closing, and their farm system's a joke. So it's uh, unless they become the Yankees and buy championships, it's it's a scary year. But um, we'll get more into the preview for what I really think all year. Jordy, um, have you been following spring training at all? How, how's that gone?
0: A uh, little bit. I've paid attention to scores and you know the bigger the bigger stories that have come out of it. I did see a couple highlights today. The Cubs they were on ESPN and they mic'd up uh, Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and Rizzo Rizzo goes, they're like talking to him while, while he's in the box and they say, oh you know, do you have any idea like how do you approach? What do you think he's going to throw? He's like, oh, let me do some math and he pauses and they go, oh, what do you think? He goes, I don't know. Somebody bang for me, making a little Astros um. joke. And then the next one he goes I that's think he's throwing me a, next next pitch he goes I think he's going to throw me a heater and it's a heater upstairs and Rizzo cranks it into into like left center field and the center fielder gets to it but he's saying he's still mic'd up they didn't turn it off he's going I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to so it's kind of cool it's kind of mm-hmm. fun to follow on on Instagram but uh that's really been been about it I haven't really tuned into into any games it's you know, kind of tough to you know trying to follow Whatever the fuck the Sixers are doing, the Flyers are red hot. You know, you know, we had the Bryce Anniversary the other day. That was kind of cool. Bryce Harper had a stand-up double, did his little wave. Um, yeah, and then March Madness you mentioned oh is, is about to start. That's what the Phillies do, man. They're, they're did a good you, team.
1: Did you really just say Bryce Anniversary? What yeah. a joke!
0: That's what we called it here, the Bryce Anniversary. Uh, and then there's all the oh stuff with the God. new Philadelphia. Right? Nothing. Philadelphia.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! That where I was I was going to be my bleacher creature. Yeah. You guys have nothing. You guys have nothing to celebrate that you have to celebrate the year, the day we signed Bryce Harper.
0: Craig, it was a monument, monument moment where stupid oh money became God. spent. Comcast Money Mountain.
1: Oh my God!
0: A chunk of Comcast Money Mountain became Mount Harper. That's one of the peaks. So you're welcome. You're you're welcome because I have Comcast, so you're welcome. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, started in Philly. They still need to keep building though, Craig. We can't celebrate anything until Comcast Three comes. And eclipses Comcast 2. That's when the next championship's going to come. For any of the four teams. So as hot as the Flyers are going to be, whatever the fuck that website's saying, that crazy website that's probably trying to trick all of us that's saying the Flyers are now the highest percentage to win the Stanley Cup, they're trying to trick us. Don't don't get fooled. Comcast has not built Comcast 3, so we're not going to win another championship until Comcast 3 gets built.
1: From those, for those outside of Philly have zero idea what you're talking about, and we should not get into it. So let's get into baseball here, yes. folks.
0: Yes. So like what we did for the NL Central, we're going to go in alphabetical order by city. So we're going to start with the Baltimore Orioles, um, which is just funny that that's where we're starting. That's why I'm laughing. Sorry, Orioles fans. Uh, but you're probably in a similar spot. Um Greg, the Orioles had 108 losses last year. You basically would have gotten paid to... You would have gotten paid a lot of money if they had hit the over of 59.5 wins last year, which they did not hit. Um, or no, 69. Yeah, 59.5 wins. Um, Greg, is there anything that we should be expecting from the Orioles this season? Uh...
1: <laughs> Honestly, um. Manager, I mean, the second year now, we'll see what he does in year two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Mancini had a, had a solid year for them uh, at the plate. I guess that's their only bright spot, yep. if you will. Um, you know, they... Uh, no, I mean, it's... They don't really have pitching, they don't really have bullpen, they... they Chris Davis is on a crazy contract. Still, the guy who strike up, strikes out and more at bats than he actually has uh, recorded, if that makes sense. So,
0: uh, I want to know if that beer, if that bar is still giving out free shots whenever he gets a hit. Remember that last year?
1: <laughs> yeah, because he's that bad. Yeah, um,
0: he's that rough of a time.
1: Yeah. So honestly, um, not much going well. I mean, if they are rebuilding, it's it's an s- extremely slow rebuild. Um, but. Well,
0: they do have a they do have a couple like solid rookies. They had John Means, who made the All Star team last year, the first or the fifth Orioles rookie to do it, and the first since catcher Andy Ectabaron in 1966. So you know, there's something.
1: It is something. Yeah, that is a fact. Uh, full of them, Greg. That's a fact. That's a fact.
0: It is a fact. Jordy, let's move on. Anything else you want to say about the Orioles? <laughs> say something nice about the Orioles. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Um, I got something for you. Their DH from last year. Uh, what was his name? Renu- Renato Nunez. Yep. Absolute firepower hits absolute home runs like bombs and uh pretty high rbi for their team nice caveat for their team but yeah R- renato nunez love
0: it love it as my voice just cracked but yeah we can move on now i, wa- I wanted to hear you say something nice i'm gonna have you say something nice about every team in the division including the
1: Is that clicking what clicking yeah clicking I-, I don't know i can't hear what you're saying something about the yankees Uh, Hard pass Next
0: Well next we go We (laughs) head to your hometown Greg The Boston Red Sox We You know we talked about the Mookie trade Talked about it at length The last time you were on Greg what else are you expecting Off the jump As a Red Sox fan Maybe it's my headphones Um, Are you actually hearing a clicking noise Yeah but it could be my headphones Okay I thought you were just I thought you were just messing with me Because I talked about the Yankees
1: so positives for the
0: Red Sox is that we're going with? Yeah. What? What? You as a Red Sox fan? What? What? How are you feeling, right from the jump coming into twenty oh, twenty?
1: Yeah. I mean, they still have a they still have a pretty pretty solid lineup. Uh, I like the addition of Kevin Pillar. He's a nice. Uh, I think we I've talked about him. There's there's proof and record. Uh, I I hated him on Toronto because he was the Red Sox killer. He absolutely ate alive all Red Sox hitting or pitching. Um, so hopefully he does the same for. For the Red Sox, now that he's on the team, uh, he's just a you know good athletic outfielder with some speed and can get on base. Um, honestly, their offense is going to be put up insane numbers like they did like they did last year. Granted, yes, losing Mookie Betts is a huge, huge loss, um, but they still have more or less everyone else um, their offense to, to to thrive, if you will. Again um weakness obviously is starting pitching chris sale is on the IL again to start the season um brutal it
0: hasn't
1: pitched past hasn't pitched successfully past august uh probably ever in his career uh the only bright spot on the starting rotation is uh rodriguez and uh you know he's good but he only goes out once every five days, so and and even he had a whole thing with tipping pitches and um but they're thinking about moving Benintendi to the, to the leadoff role, uh, with the baby Rafael Devers batting second, Borgaard's, uh, Mitch Moreland starting for full time first, you know, sort of some of these guys uh not hurt it will help them, but uh Evaldi having a full season not hurt again may help I was gonna, their I was starting. Ask you how you feel,
0: how you feel about him coming into it?
1: Yeah, I mean, there was talk of him because his arm gets fatigued, kind of like Saley, just throws so hard. Um, There was talk about Evaldi last year going into the bullpen and being sort of their setup or even their closer. Um, But the fact that they don't have anyone else as a starter, he now has to revert back to being a starter. And and he'll probably have a 3-4 to ERA and and have a decent year and have a couple wins because the offense is going to win that many games for them. But... Um, I don't necessarily see him being a shutdown. Like, like Eduardo Rodriguez is going to go out and win games for you, right? Yeah. Uh, Chris Sale will go out and, and, in theory, win games for you. Uh, Evaldi has the ability to do that. Clearly, he showed it against the Dodgers. But it, can he do it consistently? Can he do it four starts in a row? Probably not, So, in sure. my personal opinion. But I hope I'm wrong. They don't really have two... Uh, starters outside of those three, um, There's ones that I like, they did get that Perez kid, but um, you know who knows yeah, what that'll
0: year.
1: be. Yeah. Wasn't, he, wasn't he like a four-five ERA?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, new team, maybe I mean, maybe I mean, the ERA
1: right. over three.
0: A lot, most, a lot of pitchers have ERAs over three now, but that's you know, that's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, you want it, sure you want it under three, but Greg, I'm trying to spin it positively for you. Well, yeah. I, um, no, I, what do you got?
1: What, what do you got in the Red Sox? What do you got in the Red Sox?
0: I like the back half of the bullpen. I like uh, the Barnes Hembry seventh eighth. I like Workman a lot. Uh, not just because I have him on my fantasy team, but I think he did a pretty good job last year. And I think uh, I think that's definitely something. Middle relief is probably something where I have some question marks. And if you want to shed light on that, that might be uh, you know a, a good good conversation. But I mean, I think you're right. Let's the back it. half of the the back half of your rotation is, is something to, to, you know, want more of. And if, you know, depending on where the Red Sox are, maybe we see some more, some more action from Dombrowski of trying to deepen that, that, uh, starting rotation and and see what goes on there. I think obviously sales health is something that certainly has to go. Um, definitely agree with you about the, about the, uh, lineup. I think that's going to be really fun to watch just seeing projections and how everything's going. Um, at least on the side I'm on, of how they could shake up that lineup. It could be pretty fun to watch, top to bottom. I think you could see a lot of, you know, a lot of noise coming from, you know, any point in that lineup. So, I don't know. It's, it's going to be exciting. It's not – you don't want to just, like, think – like when the Steelers traded Antonio Brown last year, or a year and a half ago, or no, it was about a year ago now, to the Raiders, it feels like way longer than that. But when they did that, you, you felt like you were really now – The you know the Steelers were really going pretty low at that point. You don't have this feeling about the Red Sox, even though they just traded away a generational talent in Mookie Betts for a guy who may not be healthy on opening day. That is, you know, it's possible for Dugo. Um, So, point being, it's not you know it's not time to to think you know that you're in some sort of crisis mode if you're a Red Sox fan.
1: It's not time to think you're in crisis mode, like you said, because. uh... Like I said the offense is still so good, and and they do have a pretty decent bullpen, if you will. But uh, it is because the window is is closing, and in this year, realistically, if they'd kept Mookie Betts, this really would have been their last year to do it um, with the with the sale arm and the price arm, and and all these other uh, weak sort of. Question marks within their starting rotation, so this would have really would have been the year to do it for them. So it's not a panic mode because they're still going to be decent and still be still compete for a large part of the season until the end of it. Um, but realistically, now that Mookie's gone, they're just going to be a team that hits a lot of or scores a lot of runs, but also you know kind of like the Phillies—they'll score a lot but give up a lot.
0: Well, we'll get to the Phillies in a, you know, in a couple weeks when we talk about them. <laughs> I was going to say, like, a couple other teams in the American League, you can make that argument, uh, that they're going to be very similar oh. to, uh, including a team with uh, your all-time favorite American League MVP, Mike Trout, um, who crushes golf balls. I don't know if you saw that video. But uh, no, oh, not, not going to get – oh, I am. All right. You know, Jordy,
1: you're not going to drag me down this road because, quite frankly – if we're being honest, Mookie Betts is still better than Mike Trout and and proof now when Mookie Betts propels the Dodgers to a World Series championship, uh, the proof will now be uh, laid out for everyone to see even more clear. Uh, the best player in L.A. is Mookie Betts. The best player in the league is Mookie Betts. <laughs> oh, and man. Jersey Mike. Even though he's even though he's gone you i continue still to will defend your boy forever 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 root for him
0: do you actually see the video of him at top golf though him crushing balls
1: i feel like most well sorry most baseball players that i've ever played uh, golf with uh, yourself included do actually have very nice swings golf swings and absolutely hit complete bullets and missiles
0: um, I don't hit missiles. My driver is not great. My irons are my, yeah. But that's, uh, cause, you're at,
1: that's cause you don't hit, you don't hit your driver enough cause you want to be on in the fairway. If you really let go of your driver, you can get it out there.
0: Yeah. Maybe I need to loosen up the hips though. I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty pale guy. I'm pretty white. You know, I got that white, that white man's hips.
1: Uh, that's a stereotype, Jordy. And Greg, I don't subscribe to those. My name is George
0: a... <laughs> the sixth. I'm a, i am I am the stereotype. Washington Canal, you mean? Yeah, exactly. I am the stereotype. I'm allowed to I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> oh <laughs> but yeah, I think finishing up on the Sox, I think you gotta be you gotta feel pretty positive about it. Um I mean you got guys that are, I would say, if not the top of their position up there in the American League. I mean, I really like Vasquez. I think he's Gonna do have a really good year. Um, really good defensive guy, obviously. Uh, yeah, so it's positive vibes, positive vibes as we go to your ever hated New York Yankees. And I have to apologize to my good friend, Mike Mike Clark, who I wanted to bring on and kind of drop the balls. You and I planned this today, and I forgot to hit him up. I had a busy day at work, so Mike, I'm probably will have already sent my apology uh, message to you, but this is also the on the podcast apology. For not inviting you on, we'll get you on soon. Again, I'm very sorry that I dropped the ball. But Greg, I had you say something nice about the Orioles? We'll just get it out of the way now. Say something nice about the Yankees.
1: For all the healthy. Anything else?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: honestly, you you think you think about the success they had last year with all the injuries they had. Um, and this year they're coming into the season uh, virtually healthy, right? Yeah. Um That's with the exception of their starting. <laughs> Forgot about their starting pitcher. Yikes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Severino, Severino is, is and all... Hicks
0: are, are, uh, are both banged up. Severino's out. Yeah, but, but Aaron Hicks but just had judge, Tommy John surgery.
1: But Judge, Giancarlo. Uh, I mean, they're all they're all healthy. They're healthy this year. Starting the year healthy. That you asked me to say well, something, then, nice. It says something nice. Something nice. Well, Stan Sta- Sta- being year.
0: healthy is huge too because he he missed a good amount of last year. Judge being you know Judge being Judge and what he can do. Uh, I didn't realize that he and and uh, Trotman both had the most defensive run saves of all outfielders in the American League. They were number one and number two. So that's huge. I mean, they're bringing back. Solid defense, which you don't normally associate, or you haven't associated, if you're not a Yankee fan, I'm sure Yankee fans that are listening to this are saying, Oh no, we knew this, but I did not think of them as a defensive team. Um so that's that's really good one to hear. We you know did not talk about the big signing. They got Zach or not Zach Cole, Garrett Cole, uh the big the big lefty free agent pitcher joining the Yankees rotation. And I think that's that's huge. It uh we saw what Having solid pitching that you invest a lot of money does for team for teams that desperately need it, and the Nationals were able to to ride that with Corbin and Scherzer last year, more so with Corbin. Um, well, Scherzer had obviously really good playoffs. So I'm talking about Corbin being able to come out of the bullpen. Um, not necessarily that that's what Cole might do as as a Yankee or any of these guys, but having that di- the dynamic ability to bring guys out. Is uh you know, something great there and, and you mentioned their I lineup. I think
1: I think Garrett Cole's a righty.
0: I think pretty sure is he not a left I'm pretty sure he's a lefty. Uh I'm sure you're wrong. Uh you might be right. I might be wrong. Uh, um Yeah, he's right handed. Whoops. Hey, you know uh,
1: yikes. Whoops. <laughs> yikes.
0: Yeah, whatever. You know, we're always... Anyway. Uh, hey, Jared thought anyway, on it, on it. World Series hero uh, Howie Kendrick was a cub last year. So, uh, you know, we all make mistakes. That's why they put pen, or Fuck, I screwed... had another mistake. That's why they put erasers on the end of pencils.
1: Boy. Um, <laughs> you know, Jordy, uh, it, it, we all make mistakes. I'm not worried about it. Don't even, don't even think twice. Um, no, seriously, though, the Yankees... Um I mean not only the favorites for this division, but definitely the favorites to win the American League um, for uh many, many reasons. Um but the third baseman, right, that's still a question mark. Who's gonna play for them? Um they have You don't think Urshella won? Urshela. Orisella, or uh, yeah, Miguel Andujar. You yeah, know that's sort of that's sort of an open position position for them, right, right now. Yeah, they're both um, They're good. starting pitching. Yeah, they're starting pitching. If Tanaka can do a full season, Jay Hap can do a full season. Um, I mean James Paxton, he's hurt, right, going into the year. If if they can sort of. Get some consistency from their starting pitching. It's be, it'll be very hard to see uh, this team not uh, be the number one seed in the East or number one seed in the uh, American League going into playoffs. Oh yeah. If I mean, again they can, if they can get.
0: To be fair to Tanaka, he did throw 180 innings last year, and he looked good in the playoffs. So I mean, yeah, you know, I know uh, he it's had,
1: consistency, right? Yeah, it's, there was some it's cons- consistency, some consistency goes, issues,
0: he, but he, you know, I mean, when he's he, on, he's he goes on.
1: up. He, yeah, but he goes out on a Sunday night and and blanks the Red Sox, and then goes out on a on a the following Thursday and gets blown up by the Orioles, and then he goes out the next week and gets blown up by the Red Sox, and then two weeks later he blows out or he he shuts down the Astros. So it's like it, it it's every other week. It's start by start, it, you know. It, sure, no sure. But
0: I mean, you're thinking like you want to think that they, that he figures that out. I mean, this guy. Yeah, he had his injury issues a few years ago, but he's pitched pretty much the full season I think. I think almost every year we've covered the the Major League Baseball this being our fourth. Um so
1: well, that's why it's a prediction. That's why I said, if, that's why I said if he can figure out how to be consistent, I, yeah. I think I was
0: pretty spot on there. Well, you said health too. So I had to, I had to hold hold you up. Uh, but yeah, consistency oh, Sorry, better. I was
1: talking about Sorry, I meant chip packs and more with oh, health okay. and yeah. Whatever. Sorry. But you're right. You're right. All right. Now, listen, I understand you did something wrong, so you want to catch me doing something wrong. As podcast hosts, we should help each other out, um, not put each other down. You're right, you're right. So, you know, I think we've talked about the Yankees enough. They have Chapman coming back, Luke Voigt uh, all these guys who stepped up for the DJ LeMayhew, see if he can have another career year. All these guys who stepped up for them last year, uh, will they be able to repeat, judge if he can do a full year healthy? Um, still, in my opinion, overrated, but whatever, um, I love Gleber Torres, but I don't like that they got rid of uh, uh, who the who was their shortstop last year?
0: Newest Philadelphia Philly, D Gregorius.
1: I love D I'm kind of, I mean, I I'm pumped he's not in the Yankees anymore because I like him as a player, but it's kind of uh kind of shitty that they got rid of him. But from the, from um, the
0: kingdom of the Netherlands.
1: Guess they really like Gleber Torres and. Torres is fun DJ to watch, to Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, Jordy.
0: Yeah. Keep Next. this thing rolling. Going to Tampa Bay. The Rays coming off another solid year where they made the playoffs for the first time in six years where they have this solid core that has looked great. They... I, I'm pretty excited to see what this team does this year. Greg, what are your thoughts seeing Tampa Bay come in? Uh,
1: I think they compete with the Yankees. I think that they, for the last two or three years, have proven time in and time out that they will will win their 80-some-odd games and they will, if not 90, and, and sorry, 90-some-odd games, and they will be... In the mix, they will they will give a uh, the Yankees run for the money, especially with that rotation, especially with the fact that they have all the right uh, pieces in place with oh. Snell, Glaslow, Anderson, Yarbo, you know Morton. We didn't even talk about it. they have so many arms. Oh yeah uh, the the big. The big weak spot there will sort of be, you know, who who's really their big DH bat, you know, like to the traditional designated hitter like the Red Sox and Yankees have. Uh, you know, do they have that? Not really, no, but they never really had it. So, realistically, you know, what are we looking at for them? Um, but it would be interesting to see, you know, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> you know, Clemson wide receiver.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you knew that joke. I made that they on – I made that on Thursday, and and neither Seth nor Jared realized that there were two Hunter Red and Froze out there. So I'm glad you knew it.
1: just that's because they're not. I I listen. That's why I made that joke, because uh, just to embarrass Jared again. Um, and honestly, honestly, Jordy, it's because you and I talk baseball every week, and there are fill ins. But um, oh, don't doubt yeah. I mean, Seth's Kevin baseball
0: Ke- knowledge though. Seth is Seth is solid.
1: Oh, no, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, Kevin Cash, obviously, uh, manager for them last year. Did he win the the manager of the year?
0: I do not remember if not, he one
1: sh- manager of the year. Yeah, if not, he should have been in the conversation. He probably was in the conversation. Um, yeah, you know, definitely earned his keep and will and will continue to it. Sort of the guy who – I'm not sure if he came up with the idea, but he's sort of the one that came up with the – the starter, the the one-inning starter of a game, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, Austin Meadows, the big, big uh, outfielder for them last year. Sort of, let's see how he, if he can have repeat performance from from the year before. Um, Jordy, what do you got on the Rays?
0: So you mentioned DH, and they have this interesting player, Yoshi, and I'm probably going to fuck up his last name, but Yoshi Susugo, or it's either TSU, T S U T S U G O, so it's either Susugo. Silent T's or Stugo, but he has been having quite the spring training. He's had a couple home runs throughout spring training and looks like at least definitely against right-handed hitters could be their DH come opening day. And if he does well enough, maybe gets the full-time job, but you kind of mentioned it of, of will they have a consistent DH, but this guy, he's left-handed. It looks like he uh, he could do something against righties, uh, so that's that's something to keep an eye out on and of how how this lineup shakes up. Because you mentioned a number of their of their players that you know, will G Man Choi? What will he do? He had such a great year last year. I mean, he's he's not in any sort of spot to potentially be platooned, but you know, they, they're going to be fun to, to watch and see how everything goes. They have Kevin Kiermeyer, Mike Zanino, who's a guy who you never really hear too much offensively, but a great, great defensive catcher. Um, They have Jose Martinez on the bench now, who could be an interesting bat to come off. Uh, He might be that, that uh, DH against lefties. So it'll be really interesting to see how this team forms and, and, you mentioned it how creative Kevin Cash gets with his team. They're going to be fun to watch and just fun to every morning take a peek at their box score to see what they came up with or who had the big game. Because it is really, you, you. I mean, you mentioned Clemson football. It is almost like a college team of, you know, we're all going to pick each other up. They don't de- they don't depend on just one guy. I mean, starting pitching, you know, it has is a different conversation of how good that can be. But offensively, it's you know, next man up and we will, you know, we're, we're going to get this thing done.
1: Yeah, no, and, and really, realistically, they just have to be, um, you know, because you're talking probably 92 wins, 90-92 wins probably gets in the wild card, which is a large number of wins. They, they realistically have to be ahead of the Red Sox by June-July, uh, make a move, and not necessarily go for the division, but essentially play for the wild card. Um, granted, the division is not necessarily out of reach, but if the Yankees even do, a, a, again, a, if the Yankees perform like they're projected to and like they did last year, even with all the injuries, and uh, are able to repeat some of the successes that they had, and now they have their quote-unquote ace and blah, 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 So realistically, it's it's the Rays' wild card spot to lose, right? And and you mentioned their key additions and the the Yoshimoto, when I can pronounce his last name, uh, Hunter Renfro, Jose Martinez. Like their starting lineup is good enough, and their pitching wise rotation is good enough, and their lineup needs to be good enough to score four runs maximum yeah, right and, and they'll get nine i would say
0: four yeah. or five runs and you're you're handing this over to us obviously you have a solid starter on the mound and then you have a really good bullpen as well i mean i, I think we can't really discount how good they've been and why they've been right. where the rays have gone the last couple of years
1: Right. so realistically you know it's 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 their spot to lose if you will right yeah. um they, if they're in any other division, maybe not the Astros, but if they're in any other division, they probably win the division. So, um,
0: yeah, their over/under is set at ninety-one and a half. So, spot on on your prediction there, Greg. But they're gonna they're gonna have to battle for it.
1: Thank you, Jordy.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I love it
0: when you're nice to me.
1: Uh, should we go to the last? Should we go to the 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 last team in the oh. division? Not necessarily standing
0: wise, but the last team to do predictions. Yeah, we will, and then we will do our, or, our predictions. But Greg, really quick, because I'm just looking at these over unders, even odds plus 100 for Red Sox over 80 85 and a half games. Very intriguing. Yikes!
1: Very I had intriguing. them. Yeah, I'll tell you where I had them, but that's. That seems, that seems about right.
0: Yankees is over under 100 and a half. And that's uh, pretty, sure. b- pretty much... Uh, Hammer
1: the over.
0: Yeah, minus 118. Mets minus 85. Hammer the over. Mets 85 and a half. That's actually very intriguing. If they're he- We'll talk about that when we get to NL East. but if they're healthy, that could be a, that'd be a fun one to play. Uh, but anyway, yeah, let's go to the last team. Toronto Blue Jays, who, Greg, last year, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Took Major League Baseball by storm. He has so far in spring training. Like I mentioned, been seeing Instagram highlights. Did you see his home run the other night? I did not. So it's like any other Vladimir Guerrero Jr. home run. It left the ballpark in .5 seconds. This thing's a fucking laser that might still... (laughs) It may be traveling as far as Mike Trout's golf ball. This thing... completely over the fence as soon as he hit it. And it's just, it's a different sound of the bat when Vladdy Jr. hits the ball, if you you know what I mean. Because he just, he literally murders it. The ball is dead. Never, you know, give it a proper grave, that ball is dead. But he's not the only one to be excited about. You had Bo Bichette, who had a great year. Uh, Kevin Biggio. You had Guriel, You had Danny Jansen. And it was this intriguing team that despite the fact that they almost lost a hundred games, they have all these names and a lot of guys that Toronto and Canada, I guess, for the most part should be excited about. And I don't think this is going to be a team that contends for a playoff spot, but you're still gonna, I mean, you're, you should be tuning in or at least looking at the box score every day to see how, how these guys do.
1: I mean, they picked up uh, Travis Shaw, former Red Sox first yep. baseman. Uh, They got, they got Hyunjin Ryu, the pitcher from the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tanner Roark, Ken Giles there as their closer. It's, it's, uh,
0: they're rebuilding a lot faster. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're rebuilding a lot faster than the Orioles are. (laughs) Uh, Funny to see two teams, two organizations in a rebuild and uh, one of them actually doing well and the other one uh, not. Um, But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, you mentioned how young and how good they are and, and it kind of reminds me a little bit, Jordy of the Cubs um, with Rizzo and Bryant. And when they sort of burst onto the scene and, and how young they were mm-hmm. um, as well, you know, their shortstop and, and whatever they have there. So are the blue Jays one or two starting pitchers away from, from competing and winning a world series, probably not winning a world series, but probably for sure um, competing for a playoff spot. They, Love their love how young they are, um, which also I guess can hurt them at times. But um, they lack depth in their starting rotation. But no one in this division really has that. So except for the Rays. So realistically, is it going to hurt them in the long run with this division? Maybe not. You know, it, I wouldn't be surprised if some way somehow injuries et cetera, They end up in third place in this division.
0: Cool. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I agree with you that if they are. You know, they could find themselves there. I think what gets intriguing with this team is that depending on some of the the names on their pitching staff, like they picked up Tanner Roark last year, right? And he, like, if he's having himself a decent season, is he a guy that they maybe go dangle out at the trade deadline and and try to pick up maybe a couple prospects or cash or something out there because. You mentioned it like the Cubs and where they were in, you know, the 2014, going into 2015 when they had all that, that excitement and end up winning a playoff round and get swept by the Mets. That they were able to go out, they just got Joe Madden. they were able to go out with Theo and spend some money. Toronto is, I mean, they're not Chicago Cubs-level money, they're not Red Sox-level money, Yankees, Phillies, Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, I, you want to think because Toronto's a big enough city that they could potentially if enough revenue is coming in, but you never really associate them with that, right? So is it something where they get smart on some of the trades they get or some of the signings that they end up doing? Like obviously Jake Arrieta, when he went to the Cubs and how well that investment paid off, right? So that's kind of, I think that key that as the young offense comes into form and they're going to continue to, again, they're going to be fun to watch you want to see how that pitching staff develops. Cause I think they have a really exciting, they have Ken Giles, but they all, the rest of their bullpen is, is somewhat exciting, but, um, that could be where they lose some games, I think, but I don't know. That's, that's really where if it's in 2020s winter or in the 2021 season, where they end up going, is going to be really intriguing to watch in terms of pitching.
1: Uh, and, and again, uh, Quentin rio had a really really good left or year last year for the Dodgers, right? Yeah, and Lefty, um, yeah. Tanner Roark, you know he's he was always good. Chase Anderson with the with the Brewers last year, he had mm-hmm. a pretty decent year. Uh, Matt Shoemaker, you know th- they have some. Honestly, I I would put their starting pitching uh, in terms of four solid guys in terms of you know you're getting i'd put them ahead of even the red sox per se at this point you know you don't really know outside of the top two where where the next uh you know where where your next rotation will be for them so realistically you could put the blue jay starters up there and and i would say like health
0: comes into play too shoemaker was a little banged up last year
1: well, like you said, Jordy, at the, at the deadline, you know, if they go and add another piece, you know, whether it's for this year or for next year, they're, they're on the cusp. You know, they're like the 76ers, um, you know, sort of one or two pieces away or, or maybe some, uh, what no, do they I'm call that? Chemistry chemistry issues. Chemistry that's, issues. There.
0: That's, that's ESPN. Literally, you, you know all about ESPN oh. lies. They're taking quotes. The i just not including them. I took the bait. Because you talked about ESPN, <laughs> they don't include part of quotes. They like each other, but anyway, Shun Yamaguchi, hey. who's going to be the fifth starter I'm for glad... the, the Blue Jays. Well, you're glad I took the bait.
1: Glad I'm glad you're on the anti uh, anti ESPN movement. Finally, it took you forever, but, but I got I, you whoa, there. Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. I've Greg, you know where I've been. I've been on the right side of history with that one
1: um sorry good fifth starter for the blue jays fifth
0: fifth starter for the blue jays have himself a decent spring training that might be a wild card to keep an eye out on um yeah and i mean there's just there's a lot of excitement surrounding uh, you know that offense and i think that's something that you want to be excited about not to be you know lack of variety in in my word usage but I don't know if they if they do figure out something where this team has has something going where they have the you know that Minnesota Twins in 2017 type of year where that staff everything clicks their offense is buzzing this could be a fun team to watch you're absolutely right Greg
1: uh, um and I mean it's it's tough that they're in this division again, but it's you know it's exciting for the, for the division for sure with how young the Yankees are, how young even the Red Sox have some guys, how young the Blue Jays are and, and the Rays. The, uh, this division is really going to propel themselves back to the top uh, like they were and have been for this whole decade. So, oh, yeah. um, Jordy, who do you got first?
0: Oh, we're going to go top to bottom.
1: I want to go bottom top.
0: Yeah, I mean, normally that's that's the way we do it. I think yeah, it's let's for... do it. Let's do it. Yeah, so fifth, I have I mean, the Orioles. Do I don't think that's a shock. Run it,
1: girl, indeed can. Uh, how many wins? What do you got?
0: Uh, ooh, uh, they win. We we'll say they win sixty games. No, no, they don't win sixty games. Fifty-five games.
1: Fifty-five. I'm taking the over.
0: Okay. What do you? I'm taking
1: the over of fifty-five. Let's see what... I'm going to uh, go... They are 57. At
0: 56 and a half. So you're taking the over.
1: Taking the over. I'm going 57 to 60. Somewhere around there.
0: All right. Yeah, I'm going to take the under there. Uh, fourth, who do you got?
1: Uh, after talking about the Blue Jays, I'm going to go Blue Jays here. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I, what do you got?
0: I have the Blue Jays too. Uh, I think... I think they're going to have a fun season, but I just... I don't see how they get past the other three teams in there. Unless, like... Unless somebody really gets, like, there's some sort of serious injury bug that really demoralizes a team. And, you know, we saw what happened when the Yankees had the serious injury bug. They still per- persevered. So, sadly, I'm excited for George, the Blue Jays. Oh,
1: Over-under 75 wins.
0: Uh, yeah, 75 and a half is their number. I'm going to take the under just because of the other teams in their division. I think you're right, though, that if they are in another d- division of baseball, that's a pretty easy over to take.
1: Yeah, that's tough. Um, I took the under with the, raise, with the Orioles, so I guess I have to take the – I took the over with the Orioles. I have to take the under with the Rays. Yeah, you're right. right. Um,
0: The Blue Jays, you mean?
1: You're right. Sorry. Yeah. Good who do you call. got third? Oh, Jordy, don't do this to me. You, who do you have third? Let's go there.
0: Uh, well, you just said, don't do it to you. I am. I have the Red Sox third. I just, I think their pitching is the biggest question mark. And I think that offense is going to be fun to watch. But comparatively to what the, the Rays have going for them, I just think that that's a, it's a tall order to try to win that arms race against the Yankees and then to try to get past the, well, I should say to get past the the weapons race against the Yankees, and then it's very tough to get past the literal arms and pitching race against the Rays. Uh, so that's why I have the Red Sox there. I think they probably you know go over five hundred. Maybe they're competing for wild card too, um, but I have them third in the AL East.
1: It's the over under? What would you set? What you set the number uh, at?
0: Eighty five and a half is what uh, the sports book I use has.
1: What are you going with?
0: Uh, i'm gonna say they're about an 83 84 win team so I'm gonna say just under
1: hammering me over
0: all right you get even odds i mean that's uh you know that's that's a good one to, to look at
1: all right Tampa Bay Rays. uh
0: are they your third choice team Or are they your or you have Red sox three as well
1: uh yeah I have Red sox third
0: all righty yeah Tampa Bay i think yeah, I don't think they win the division. I think that, that the Yankees have made the right strides, and I think their pitching staff is going to be very solid, even with the loss of Severino. Um, but talking about the Rays, I think their pitching is enough to propel them to at least 90 wins. I'm going to take the over on the 91.5. Um, and if their offense gets buzzing and everybody's clicking, I think that they're you know, a very competitive team, and they know how to propel themselves into a – into playoff contention we've done raise watch in 17 and 18 and it worked in 19 um and I think another year of experience for that lineup is just what they need and and they put themselves in second place and I'm I'm gonna say they host the wild card game this year I think they're gonna be wild card number one. one oh
1: that's huge yeah yeah I'll take the over as well um realistically it's probably 93 94 wins yeah yeah, um, right but, uh, which puts us to the Yankees. Jordy, you said the 101, or you said 100 was yeah, their number?
0: 100.5. So, 101 wins.
1: I'm taking the over. Yeah, I'm um, taking the over too. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, based on their year last year, they're, they're coming in the year healthy. They have pitching, or not have pitching, but they got help. Granted, they lost Severino, but he was kind of... Borderline bust, anyway. Um, yeah, I that's mean, a, I. That's a stretch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a stretch. <laughs> a I mean, look at. Borderline look bust. The, look at the. Pl- Guy missed six months look at, and threw look at, like seven scoreless.
1: Oh, look at the two wild card appearances he had. Brutal. This one just um, one
0: wild card appearance in 17?
1: Remember. Remember they took him out in like the first inning? Yeah, in that wild anyway, game against um, Minnesota. They, did they end up changing the playoff rules? I know they flirted with it. Did no, they officially they, do it or they not? They
0: haven't officially done it. They've just thrown that idea out. And Trevor Bauer said that, uh, what's his face, Rob Manfred's a joke. Yeah.
1: Uh, before, uh, Can we move on or are we anything else the L East?
0: Uh, not that I can think of. What do you got next?
1: Uh, so, speaking of Trevor Bauer, did you see today that he was tipping his pitches on purpose?
0: No, I didn't see that. Yeah.
1: For the Cincinnati Reds, he was, uh, I think, were they playing the, no, they are playing the Dodgers, so he okay. was trolling the Astros, tipping his pitches on purpose so that the to show how easy the Dodgers would have it in terms of if they knew the pitch that was coming. Uh,
0: (laughs) That's incredible.
1: (laughs) Also, he wanted to put down on tape, he wanted to put down on tape, he wanted to put down on tape, like, um, this is what it looks like. So he could throw people off by doing that same motion to tip off a pitch and then throwing a different one, if that makes sense.
0: Oh my God. That's almost like, Evil genius level of ideas there. Holy shit.
1: He was tipping pitches for two, one to troll the Astros and, and, uh, hang on. Uh, was on Fox and, uh, one of his teammates, they were interviewing him at, uh, they're interviewing him as Bauer pitching, pitching, uh, and the the his teammate was basically like, "Yeah, with all the sign stealing going on this offseason, Trevor Bauer basically decided that all year he's going to tip his pitchers and his pitches, so that way um, every single hit like there's no uh, there's no behind the scenes, no one can steal p- steal signs because he's going to tip his pitches for them right away. So he, he's gonna he's gonna win with with his junk in his fastball regardless of if people know it's coming or not if you will so
0: funny
1: he's yeah (laughs) trying to give people advantages whatever it is give people advantages uh give everyone if everyone has advantage no one does right that's incredible um (laughs) sorry so yeah uh thought i talked about trevor bauer and then the other thing um was uh david price within the first what has it been, three weeks, two weeks since he's been traded has said how much easier and nicer the media is in in, uh, in L.A. is compared to Boston and how it's so much more relaxed and loose and how he's actually going to put up good numbers because he's in a relaxed environment. He doesn't have to stress about every single start.
0: Oh, my God, really? <laughs> that's a, That's insane. It's probably because it, LA, LA people don't even like, they come in the third inning and they leave in the seventh inning, right?
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> and you mentioned Mike Trout. I wanted to bring this up uh, during the Bleacher Creature. I have one more after this one, but uh, Trout's little quote-unquote viral golf shot. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Did you see his?
0: I did not see his.
1: Trout pulled his a little bit, if you watch the video. he, you know, he The ball pulled his a little bit. The
0: ball got sent into fucking outer space, Greg.
1: He pulls a little bit. Cody Bellinger hit an absolute down-the-middle rocket. Like, absolute crush job. Better than Trout. Uh, and uh, that's how I feel about it. Um, if you haven't seen it, you should.
0: All right, I'll look it up. Um, you, when I mentioned the new fanatic, you said that was also going to be one of your bleacher creatures.
1: Oh, that was going to be my final bleacher creature, Jordy. What is going on? What is happening with the fanatic?
0: So we talked about this last year, right? About how the Phillies were getting sued by the company that originally designed the fanatic back in the seventies. Pretty no. Basement. That's Tell us for the
1: fans who haven't heard it before.
0: So that's basically what it was, is that the 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 group that originally designed the fanatic, I guess there's a disagreement of who has the rights to the design of whether or not the Phillies do. And they basically it seemed like they were trying to extort money out of the Phillies to basically get licensing rights and stuff like that, when I guess they sold it to the Phillies and it's very kind of all over the place. The Phillies have countersued, and they des- they redesigned parts of the Fanatic so that he, and Jared gave a pretty good breakdown of this, but now, and I'm looking at a couple of my Fanatic bobbleheads, he has blue stars in between his pink eye eyebrows. I was about to call them eyelashes, but eyebrows. Uh, and where his uh, dark blue bangs are, he uh, has now a light blue tail his sneakers now are instead of having actual laces, the laces are painted on. Um, he now has like a glove coming out of his arm, so that the and then it almost looks like there's a wing in front of it. There's like these subtle changes, and basically the group was like, "Oh, this seems like you're, you're really screwing over the fans," and and the whole the whole point of it was to basically try to get out of this lawsuit. Um, so, yeah, that, that's where they're at now. And, and John Oliver stepped so, in, so, and he's going to offer so super, the old Fanatic a job at last week tonight.
1: I mean, it's becoming a big okay, thing. So, wait, wait. Timeout. So, super minor changes. Yeah. And then the guy well, or woman... Free- Sorry, the, the male or female who plays the Fanatic lost their job, too?
0: Uh, I don't think that's the case. I, I'm pretty sure they... The fanatic is, the guy who was the fanatic, I think is still there. He's had his job for like 40 years. Uh, that would have been a much bigger deal if that actually happened.
1: And then what are you talking about? He's he's being hired by. That's I think nice John Oliver is him.
0: trying to, you know how John Oliver, when baseball comes around, he finds a big story to jump onto. Like he wanted to buy all those seats right behind uh, home plate at the Yankees. Cause the Yankees tried to in- install a dress code. And he said, these are my seats Wear whatever the fuck you want and be on TV. It's basically him doing this with the Philly fanatic, being like, "I will buy the Philly fanatic and have him be the official mascot of last week tonight."
1: Interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see that part. I saw his coronavirus thing, which uh, we don't need to talk about the the health of the of the world right now. But Greg, it's. Uh, I'm pretty. So Jordy,
1: what? Any bleacher creatures for you?
0: No, the fanatic was the one I wanted to talk about that, and we I mentioned a bunch of them, the Rizzo. Being mic'd up—that was probably the big one that I that I got out of this. Um, yeah, and I don't have any stadium snacks yet. That was a big uh, a big letdown when we were Googling on Thursday, and I couldn't find anything today of anything new for uh, you know what we have to uh, look forward to aside from new beers at Citizens Bank Park just yet. Uh,
1: how much did the tickets at Citizens Bank go up?
0: I don't know actually, but I did get my Phillies pass, which gets me into every home game except for opening day for $90 through uh, from the start of the season until the middle of May. So that's a good one. If I go to, I think if I go to five games, I've already gotten my money's worth, which Greg, you know, I can go to five baseball games a month.
1: <laughs> uh, I love it. Oh yeah. Jordy, Greg, it would be, uh, it wouldn't be you and I if we didn't talk about little inside knowledge here for those keeping score at home. Are you or will you be doing a bullpen cart March Madness bracket uh, because you have been l- slacking here with some of the fantasy stuff in regards to the bullpen cart group. Uh, activities
0: you mean on Facebook
1: oh in terms of i think we had a fantasy baseball last year no, was or two, two years ago we had
0: no yeah we had we had a we had a
1: bowl we had a bowl game thing which we didn't have this year
0: yeah that was uh that we dropped the ball on that we will have a march madness bracket as we as we always have the more details as no we you get
1: closer. you you say that but you also, you know, you also promised us Sunday night recaps. Hey. You know, we're nothing if not our words, Roddy. I, I, I need, I need, we need, I need this a
0: housekeeping note, and I told you this offline, this is episode 200 of the podcast. And I did not think it'd be appropriate for me to do a solo pod for episode 200. So I wanted to save numero, actually, I don't know what 200 is in Spanish. Number 200 for my man, Greg Piatelli.
1: All honored, Jordy, and uh, maybe you should put in a little note starting the show with that, and so okay. everyone,
0: yeah, will, everyone I'm will know just
1: there. how, how great you are. It. Um, is it?
0: I mean, do you have anything else?
1: Well, wow, that we blew through that. That was quick. Good for us. No. We're normally not that quick.
0: No, we're normally not. Yeah, I mean, uh, for those that are newer to the program, get ready for me and Greg to uh, go on. Sometimes we really chat it up. But I appreciate welcome. you all. You're for welcome. Listening. And Greg, I appreciate you for uh, being the co-host.
1: Pretty tell them they're welcome. No, you're welcome, welcome, fans. For I'm welcome. No, the fans, the fans are welcome for for the great uh, the great episodes that we give them. That's our time that we take out of our days to record. That yeah, you can call them long and lengthy, and we can get chirped by their co-host. But in theory. They're the ones who listen to the entire thing, so jokes on them.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it. The, except for all, Maddie. The, all the good Maddie. stuff happens. Maddie D isn't listening. All the
1: good stuff happens. All the good stuff happens at the end, as you okay. know.
0: Maddie D isn't listening though, so we can say whatever we want about him.
1: I feel like I feel like y- you didn't like this ending. So let let how about cut this?
0: No, I like for those the who listen live. Greg, you, <laughs> you always feel like I don't like the I don't like the show. You think I'm John Bon Jovi or okay. something over here?
1: I feel like you're pushing me off here. I feel like you're you're you, you're like the Oscar music. You're playing me out. Is Survivor on
0: tonight? Is there some show you have to watch
1: at a certain time?
0: No, there's not a show. I do have to eat dinner, but no, there's not a show we're we're trying to watch. Survivor's on on Wednesdays. And I would would okay. not normally oh. be open to record because I would be at a watch party with uh one of the contestants that's on the show.
1: Speaking of spoiler alert, by the way. Uh speaking of I found myself watching Survivor the other day. Did you? Because of you and your little um I don't want to say pitch, but your little preview that you gave me.
0: Yeah. What do you think? Season forty, winners at war.
1: No, all I saw was three guys from Massachusetts all on the same team and they kicked one of the guys out. I don't know how that happened.
0: Yeah, Ethan. But yeah, they, they voted they him yeah, out. They I forgot Ethan was from Lexington. Yeah, they voted him out. Um,
1: three guys from three guys from Mass on the same team and they didn't stick together. What kind of bullshit is that?
0: What do you like? Who who do you like better, Boston Rob or Jeremy? What? Uh, Jeremy's the firefighter. From yeah, Cambridge. Jeremy's a firefighter from Cambridge. Boston Rob wears the Red Sox hat. I
1: mean, Boston Rob got exposed for being a clown on the episode I saw because he was like running around telling everyone everything else that everyone was saying, and they were all like backstabbing him, be like, "Oh, Rob's telling us this. Rob's telling us." Boston that.
0: Rob refers to himself as the, as the Godfather of Survivor. Do you see it or no? Yeah. Well,
1: based on the one episode that I saw for about twenty minutes, and every single person, after he turned around and told everyone uh, that little the little kid's secret, every <laughs> single person every, <laughs> he looks like a little kid. I don't know his name. I'm terrible at names. Adam.
0: Adam is his name. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, he told he told he told he, <laughs> he told everyone he told everyone Adam's secret. He told everyone Adam's secret, and and then every single person turned around and was like, oh, yeah, Rob told us Adam's secret. Rob told us Adam's secret. What do you think so about at, you Ro- Ro- Whatever. Boston Rob looked like an idiot because <laughs> the little boy Adam, like everyone knew that Rob was a little rat. So I don't think it's a good strategy by, by the quote-unquote Boston Rob, as you said, Godfather. I like I the Cambridge I guy. I think the, Cambridge, Jeremy's
0: my the favorite. Cambridge
1: fire guy. I like him.
0: Yeah, Jeremy is one of my favorites. Yeah. His uh yeah, season I like him. He won was the first season I watched. Nice. Yeah. Also
1: Boston Rob, quote unquote, he, he was he like put himself last in the challenge so he could make up for the last challenge they he lost. He lost back-to-back challenges for his team. What an idiot. Yeah,
0: they've lost 3 in a row. The blue team or no, they've lost 2 in a row. They have won the second challenge. They lost the first one. Then they lost the second one and Boston Rob's wife got voted out cuz she's also one survivor. And then they lost the last two. Oh.
1: Boston, wait, did they meet on Survivor?
0: They did. They met on Survivor All Stars, Robin and Amber. Oh, interesting. Look it up. Look up Survivor. Where's season eight. she from? Uh, Where's I don't she know from? Where Amber's originally from. Uh, I can look that up. Um, she's live-
1: she's on the red team. She got she's on the red team. Got voted out. Uh, yeah. Wonder why they put them on
0: different teams. Because they didn't want to put a they didn't want to put a married couple together. Oh, she's from Pittsburgh. Um, Amber ew. is ew. Yeah, but then they, now they live yeah. in they live in Florida now. Rob and Amber do. Ah, yeah.
1: Seems on brand for anyone from the Northeast to retire.
0: Yeah, they both won a million dollars. They have four kids, four girls who all look like mini Amber's, all of whom's middle name I mean, is Rose. It appears.
1: That's creepy that you found
0: that all that. Out. But the I'm point I'm is on Amber's Wikipedia page
1: is Jordy rattled that that the three Boston people didn't stick together or the three Massachusetts people didn't stick together. Uh, what do you think
0: of Michelle though? Michelle yeah, pretty... lived in Boston for a little bit. She's from Jersey, but she, she calls Boston her second home.
1: Which one's Michelle?
0: Michelle was, uh so is Michelle and, and Parvati. Parvati is uh Boston Rob's friend there. If I'm just trying to put it into terms, you put it, put it with, um, they were they're in an alliance. Michelle was the one kind of moving and shaking When Adam was going around telling everybody the vote, she was like, Oh no, we're not putting up with this. This is what we're doing.
1: Michelle was the one talking to the guy from Cambridge.
0: Yes. Like her? You're a fan? Oh.
1: Um, she was the one talking to the guy from Cambridge. I mean I don't know. She was the one shitting on on Boston Rob, so I don't know. I think I gotta stick with my unless but it sounds like her and the guy from Cambridge have a pretty uh
0: pretty pretty good
1: alliance, so yeah, so if I like the guy from Cambridge, maybe I have to go with her. And yeah, 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 why not? We can like her, sure. All right. Will I ever watch another episode it remains to be seen, but, uh, you know, I caught, like I said, I caught at the end of that one challenge where they're climbing up the wall and doing the whole thing and then the puzzle and all that nonsense. And oh, I, I caught nice. the little thing and how they voted out Ethan, and Ethan came out of nowhere. I thought yeah, they were going to vote out the little boy, honestly. <laughs> I thought they were going to vote out the little boy. <laughs>
0: uh greg would it surprise you to hear that adam won a season called millennials versus gen X?
1: Not at all. is he a gen xer because no, they're younger than millennials or no, he's what? our
0: age adam's our age
1: who's younger millennials or gen x
0: gen x is older
1: okay so then that makes sense yeah he's tiny he's yeah. a little he's a little boy <laughs>
0: uh do you get any good vibe from wendell on the other team
1: I didn't really see the other team that much because, right, like I right. said, you watch the challenge, and all of yeah, a sudden it's, it's the blue team who's about to vote out whomever.
0: Yeah, Wendell's from Philly. He's my boy. Played on Survivor Philly. I boy. didn't
1: again, again. I saw yeah. it was the challenge, and then then Boston Rob talking shit, and then the little boy trying to backstab Pavarti or some whatever her name is, and then Barberty, yeah, and then Boston Rob backstabbed the little boy, and then the little boy tried to get him back, and then somehow Ethan got caught in the crossfire. Like... So <laughs> uh, I get how Ethan got caught in the crossfire, but
0: yeah. Ugh. Well, Greg, I'm glad we, I'm glad we talk about that. Maybe, maybe that becomes a theme is that you watch survivor and you, you give your candid response.
1: <laughs> I think uh, Emily would be happier if I watched the season finale of bachelor. And we broke that down since I haven't watched a single step, oh, single second. Man.
0: Tonight is – I think tonight's the women tell all, which that's where they just bring back everybody who isn't on the show right now. And actually, I think last week was dramatic. We do need to catch up on that. So that is the show we're going to be watching. Um, but, yeah, Greg, you know oh – someone,
1: someone, Someone's a virgin someone's a virgin and played at Auburn, right? Something like that?
0: Uh, her dad, I think, is the assistant coach at Auburn.
1: Yeah.
0: But she did play basketball. Oh, she yeah, played basketball.
1: Yeah. I thought she – well – she good really for her. Did, honestly, really this day in and age, basketball. honestly, at this, at this day and age, like in the year 2020, in the social pressures that, that every single teenage person faces, good for, good for this girl for having some, uh, standards and, and hey. I don't know what we want to call it. Morals, or whatever to, I assume she's, well, no, I don't want to assume, but, Uh, good for her for for standing to her 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 her, her, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Her morals.
0: know.
1: laurels. Thank you. Her laurels. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to say it because yeah, but sticking to her guns, if you will, uh, in 2020 and and yeah, good for her. That's that's nearly impossible this day and age.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, Greg. I'm going to end with one with a sports related thing. I was playing. I played daily fantasy tonight, and I made my lineup uh, probably about 20 minutes ago when we were talking about it. I think the Blue Jays, and I did it for hockey. And the Colorado Avalanche just started their game against the Detroit Red Wings, so Red Wings aren't very good. Make my lineup. I picked Kale McCarr, stud rookie defenseman. And at 729, you a, minute, a minute before the game is supposed to start, the app announces, Kale out. He's not playing. What the hell is that shit?
1: Uh, so I'm fucked. I'm going to lose my money. I'm going to lose this.
0: And he's a lot of money, too. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're having fun. That. Uh, anyway, uh, that's going to do it. That's you know, a good one to, Jordy, to end on.
1: You know, Jordy. You're supposed to be saving for a wedding. You can't be spending all your money gambling. Um,
0: Greg, this is all money I put in. I'm still way up on the money I put in. Uh, but we oh,
1: humble brag. Let me. you don't need to hear about that. Just... Yeah,
0: now I'm going to be broke by the next time you and I talk. So thanks. Just as cold as ah, Jake. You're in the welcome. Casino.
1: Nice inside, stoop. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he listens either. So I think we're okay to make that reference. <laughs> i don't all right nobody in canada listens according to uh soundcloud's maps
1: get a download from did you get a download from uh arizona or utah uh
0: there is there's like robots and shit that are in utah that give me downloads every week so that there was one that I, I gave you was you or not
1: i was it was me fuck you it was me i listened on the plane ride home
0: i'm glad i'm glad i got but, worried you, don't, fucking, you, didn't give un- me your, you didn't give me your analysis as soon as you listen to it, you are really very good about
1: that. Yeah, well, we're on JetBlue, and and my TV doesn't work. They don't even, you know, don't even give me free peanuts or anything. They didn't even give me a free snack because my TV didn't work. Uh, you're watching and uh, of I, I was Laurel's TV. Ah,
0: okay.
1: Added on next to me, so I was listening to you. While you're uh, watching uh, Oh man, I was you're listening, listening all to, to the pod.
0: You're the Philly synergy going
1: you know it brought him luck you're welcome
0: yeah oh man well greg i think that's gonna do it on that note let's finish while we're ahead but buddy i appreciate Still it bees. hey yeah go flyers baby go cat a hat but i appreciate it man i'll talk to you soon everybody thank you for listening have a great week we'll be back later this week with another division preview that remains to be seen it'll probably be hopefully it will be me and matt but maybe Maybe somebody else. Who knows? Everybody have a great week. Stevie G on the pod. We should get Stevie G on for for something. Uh, That's a really good idea. But everybody have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Go Flyers. Peace.